Hey guys, my name is Destiny. And my name is Megan. And we're two black girls. At a predominantly white institution. Trying to survive. At a predominantly white institution. And here's latest tea. At a predominantly white institution. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Oh, no way. No way. How long, um, respectfully, how long has it been? I think... How long, Destiny? Three months? That Wait, I, This is no. the longest we've ever gone not recording. Probably. <laughs> the last podcast was episode 56, bachelor's degree on steroids, June 2nd. Jesus Christ, July, <gasps> August. June 2nd? <laughs> but that just goes to show how crazy life has no, been yeah. since graduation. Everything picked up once we got that degree, I think. It was actually on a thousand. And everything, like, picks up. And then it's like you're literally no longer a student. No. Like, you become a whole adult. Exactly. With a job. With insurance. Responsibilities. With a freaking, like, insurance. 401k. Like, all that shit that I didn't know anything about that school does not teach you about. So I moved out to Boston, like, middle of August. Mm -hmm. um, you know, have my own, like, because I have an apartment building and I live with other people that are doing the same type of job position I'm doing. So being a math tutor. Um, and some of us range from different grade levels. Like, yeah, so I'm teaching six. And you're teaching um, at a charter school, right? Yeah, so Which charter is. school in Boston. Let's do a rose and a thorn. We're going to do a rose and a okay. thorn. So the best thing, so you're a math tutor in Boston. Um, you're working with AmeriCorps, which is awesome. I'm working with AmeriCorps, yeah, which is amazing, like, service here. And I do recommend it if you're someone just trying to explore, like, a certain type of field. I'm up at 5.30 to get to school at 6.45. So I start at 6.45 a.m., and I'm not leaving the building until 4.30. Um, you're just, like, placed in a position where you get to tutor kids about math and kind of just emphasizing the role of education and the importance of it, but also just being their mentor and being like, look, like, I was once yeah. in your shoes. I completed sixth grade math. You also can, too. Um, you seem to believe in yourself and they're like 11 year olds like at least my 6th graders and they like know about life and they have access to social media way more oh, wow. than we did and so they're really learning like stuff like on like on a rampage like wow. rampage um, and they're like yeah like I some people have some money and some people don't and I'm like you're right you're right but that shouldn't stop you from you know wanting to be a doctor and wanting to be a lawyer because that's what they say they want to awesome. be and I'm like, you go for it. Like, you literally oh God, go for it. That's so fulfilling. I feel um, big rose, yeah. for sure. Just, like, the kids. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, it's so rewarding. Like, it's long days. That's also my thorn. Like, days are long, but the rose are the kids. So, being with these kids every day, seeing them with all their stories, and, you know, they just always make me laugh. And, you know, when I see them do their work, it's like, oh, like, you get it. Like, I'm doing something right, and you're getting it. But it's also just like being there for them when they're like, Miss Armstrong, can I just speak to you in the hallway? Or like, can I go for a walk with you? Or how was your day? Or like, they just like make jokes. They do TikToks. Like, they're just like yeah. kids. Um, and it brings so much joy for me to be able to just like see them every day. And they like, we're building that like trust, even though I've only been there for like a month, two months mm -hmm. maybe. Um, but yeah, teacher. whole teacher. Yeah like just the whole miss armstrong over here like completely and it brings me great joy to like just see them every day they make like notes for me they just they're so cute and do you think that you would like pursue teaching maybe i like i'm still trying to figure that out like this is exactly why i'm in this program is to see if i can see myself in this field because i think like for me it's more like i'm more behind the scenes with the kids and actually like, teaching them like I'm more like, like informal like guidance counselor, like social work, you know, kind of okay. like vibe than yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. like a lead yeah. teacher, like teaching you unit. So the students are really not like open 
to like, you know, wanting that support from lead teachers because a lot of them are white. And there's like, you don't understand, like you literally don't understand me. But then the teachers are, they can't understand like why students might be having a bad day or like facing those inequities. And like, I have students that are like, I haven't eaten in three days, right? And so when they come to you and say that, I'm like, oh, does anyone know that? You know, like, you know, you're getting yelled at in class, but they don't even know like what you're going through. And so teachers are just like, mm, we have boxer check, we need to meet this core standard, this math standard. Like they're not really taking in consideration like what these kids are going through. So that's when I step in. I'm like, I will take everyone on a walk. Like I will talk to anyone in this room. Like if you need like me, if you need support, like I'm here. So that mentor, like that mentor aspect is something that I think I adore more than being a teacher. Yeah, no, I definitely see that in you 110%, bro. Like, on some real shit, like, you're really, like, the way that you talk about the kids and, like, I'm just, like, it it looks incredibly fulfilling. I think a lot of us, like, with this identity, like, you know, like, being from where we're from, you know, growing up, like, Black in America, but then, like, being shipped off to, like, boarding schools or, like, you know, predominantly white colleges, it's, like, you gain this, like, doppelganger is that the word doppelganger? You gain this like doppelganger identity where it's like I could I'm I'm black but like I could also navigate white spaces incredibly well, you know? And so like you being there between those two separate groups like the white teachers that you know not entirely understand what's going on and the black students and the black and brown and hispanic students like latinx students it's like you are the bridge between it's true because i feel like half the time i can understand like not understand i feel like i could like i know what these white teacher white teacher are thinking you know and i'm like you don't think like that like i'd be getting tight i'm like don't think like that like these kids have so much potential like you're just seeing them as like bad kids and they're not bad kids like to have a lot of energy like all kids have a lot of energy and they all Mm -hmm. can do it and are all capable and so like when i see some teachers like just doing a little too much i'd be stepping in quick I'm like, hold on, like they got it. They just have Good. like they're just working yeah. through this, this, and this. As you should. So, like the judgment, like it, like these biases, like they yeah. really are present always. Um, and so I always and I see them, mm-hmm. and I always try you to just make them. sure, like, if I can be your outlet for the day of making you laugh, I'm gonna be the outlet. Like I know when I'm not in the classroom, when you're in history and ELA and all these other classes, and like I don't know what you're going through. But if when we have a free together and I can make you laugh or if you can just like need a fresh air, like a five minute walk, like I'm gonna be there. <laughs> it is a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. They're always like, hi, Miss Armstrong. And they put their little arms up. Stop. Like, oh, my heart, my Ms. heart. Miss Armstrong, stop it right now. <laughs> They'd be like, Miss Armstrong. <laughs> oh my God, I think I would cry. <laughs> um, um, but yes, that's me. That's you. All right, my turn, my Let's turn. Let's skirt, skirt back skirt. to New York. Let's skirt, 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 Um, And I'm working in infectious disease in the pediatric department. But so I'm in pediatric infectious disease. So basically that's looking at right now what a lot of it is, um, is coronavirus in kids. I'm a clinical research coordinator. So basically that position means that I am involved in all the clinical trials, the clinical research, the clinical conversations kind of that my doctor that the that my boss who's uh, an attending physician at NYU is in charge of I'm on three main projects the first one 
that I'm on looks at a bacteria that kills um, babies, neonatal neonates. It's called Group B strep. And it's a bacteria that is the leading cause of meningitis, that is the leading cause of death in newborn baby. So what happens is we're looking at people who come in with GBS, um, specifically pregnant women, sometimes people who aren't pregnant, but we'll look at them, we'll screen them, okay, they'll come up positive for GBS, and then they usually have to get pushed. They have to be given like um, ampicillin, like some type of antibiotic to clear them of the bacteria when they have the baby so that the baby doesn't contract it because they could die. As it that more black babies, there's so many papers out there that say the younger the mother is, the more likely she's to give birth to a baby with GBS. The younger, the if the mother's black, she's twice as more likely to be the baby you know it's all the same you know what i'm saying so like all the pa all the papers that i'm reading all the conversations that i'm having with different physicians and stuff like that it's like these are the common threads uh, well the doctor that i work under is looking at what i'm looking at is like what are the risk factors why is it happening why is it this group that's getting it you know what are the different types of serotypes like there's different types of gbs bacteria like why is it that this group has this type of bacteria so we get clinical samples like the sample directly from the mother and then what i do is i go back into the lab i isolate it i grow it i stock it we run a pcr on it I, like these are all like science science terms but like and figure and we get like more data on the bacteria and then we have like all the clinical information of the patient as well. So it's pretty like hands-on. The second project I'm on is on this pediatric COVID-19 surveillance study, which again, we see the same patterns, you know, black people are more likely to come into the um, hospital. Black kids are more likely to come into the hospital with um, COVID pneumonia, with um, this condition called MIS-C, which is multi-inflammatory syndrome in children. Um, and basically what that is, is like this hyperinflammation of the body cavity. So like it can be like their heart. A lot of them have like, you know, inflammation of the heart lining. A lot of them have inflammation of their yeah, babies, kids, like they could be the, the surveillance study goes all the way up to 18, I believe. So like they can be ranging from whatever. So what Miss C is, is like the kids get COVID and then two or three or four weeks later, like a period of time later, they come up with these symptoms. You you know, you see like they have red eyes, inflamed eyes. They have like, you know, uh, uh, red skin, like inflamed skin, like all that stuff. And they labeled it Miss C because they see so many kids come in with it that they termed a new medical term from COVID-19. Most of the kids coming in, black. And so in that study, what I'm doing is going into patients' charts, extracting data, you know, looking at you know, they're different, you know, chest, like I have to see whether or not they got a chest x-ray. I have to see like very technical things, but also still very cool. Cause I can physically see their chest x-ray and I'm like, damn, I want to be able to read this one day, you know, like, and I can see the doctor's notes of them, like interpreting the chest x-ray. I'm like, how do you even read this shit? <laughs> um, and then I have a whole have a other question. range of projects. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So just in regards, like when you're doing all this research, um, mm -hmm. And all these statistics, like I know we're never surprised that it's more like predominantly in black people, like all of these, mm -hmm. but do you like ever personally kind of just like, be like, damn, like, will this have an end or like, will it always be like this? Like, is it ever like a, like a, like a point where you're taking it more personally or no? I think the only time I take it personally is when I see, and this has happened at Middlebury too, like it happens a lot in medicine is when I see my white counterparts kind of just gloss over mm -hmm. the fact that 
it's um this hasn't happened at my job per se yeah like i've had conversations about you know what's going on in the world and like you know how it affects people that look like us and come from where we come from and like they'll kind of just gloss over it and like state it as a fact when like you know it's more than just a fact fact, yeah that you know black kids are more likely to come into the er with miss c for covid it's more than a fact than I feel like it is for them. Yeah. Like, it's, like, it's sad for me to see that, like, I'll look at the Excel sheet and I'll see a name and there'll be nine and they'll be, you know, admitted into the hospital for 14 days. I don't want to see that. Like, you know, I mean, it's sad. It makes me very sad. Obviously, like, there's a point where you need to, like, separate it and be, like, you can't help everybody. Like, do your job. But it's, like, you know, it gets a little disheartened. Like, it gets to me when I see, you know, in the Excel she's like black, 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 white, Asian, black, 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 and I'm like, okay, you know, like this is fucked up. And then also going back home to my family, who's you know a little problematic when it comes to COVID, being like, I don't see nobody dying, da da da, like just talking about, and I'm like, respectfully, I see kids coming in with, you know, that are sick, like sick real bad, you know you know hospitalized for a condition caused by covid so it's like it's a it's a crazy it's a doppelganger world just like the one that you live in where it's like you know you're kind of like this weird you know i don't know doppelganger yeah, i, I was two, gonna say. i literally have two brains working at all times yeah and it's like, like i'm my sign i'm a scientist but i'm also like a black girl no exactly like right personally i just was saying i was like do you ever take it personally because some days like i'd be like damn like these kids are not getting this material like they're not getting it they don't want to get it and it's just tough because i'm like i see myself in you like i see like you're literally a a little black girl who low-key needs to get through school to like you know so you can become a doctor so you can do what you want to do and but then it's like that teacher standpoint where like i'm trying to teach you and i need you to get it so separating that but then when they're not getting it i'm like my heart my heart like i need you to push and try to understand yeah. um yeah so it is tough but it's like i need you know yeah. so you like push yourself through like i know i want the research or i, I want to know how to be a better teacher so then yeah. i can like push that further. i feel like for you it's more in your face right yeah because i don't directly interact with patients yeah. every day Right. So I feel like with you, it's like you look at the student and you're talking to the student with me. It's kind of one degree. It's like one person. So like with me, it's like when I look at the chart and I see like only the mom Mm -hmm. that's listed and like not the dad and like it's a black kid and they're nine. And like, you know, the patient will have like, you know, like, you know, the doctors write different stuff in the charts and I'll read it and I'll be like, this lady literally sounds like like this, like reminds me of my mom. It gives you just kind of like an oomph like for me to be like, mm-hmm. you know, I need to keep my head in the game so that, you know, when the mom, the 42-year-old mom comes in with her nine-year-old kid who has an inflammation syndrome, it's a black doctor, a black doctor that walks in and can relate to like, you know, the West Indian mom. Like it literally in the chart, it'll be like, oh, the West Indian mom, da-da-da, mm-hmm. like, and I'll see it all. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, damn, like it reminds me of my mom. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. she must be so scared for her mm-hmm. son. Mm-hmm. But like, then it just like, then, you know, I start to think about like, oh, one day I'm going to walk, I'm going to open the curtain and I'm going to have my white coat on. Be like, What's up? Period. That's going to be like, yes, period. That's how you have to think about it. Like, you do, you it, do. it breaks my heart. You like, do. it really does. I'm telling you like when i'm in that excel and i see black 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 black, white asian Mm -hmm. unknown black 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 like all the way down i'm like yo what the hell right like can we cut a break can we get a break but um 
Yeah. This was so yeah, beautiful. I, I swear to God, I didn't I even get to hear like your whole and your life, projects, like, like rundown. Per- I didn't even know about all that in depth. I know. Oh, this my is God. so sad, bro. That's the other thing. Like we were talking about the other day. Like it's hard to like connect again. Like college, we were just talking yeah. about going to Ross, going to Prague. Yeah. And then now we're living oh, two different lives right now. With that, Desi and I also wanted to touch on one more thing before we go. Mm-hmm. Is the idea of like transitioning out of college into like the workforce but then also realizing oh shit like i have a contracted job that isn't forever you know a lot of us have jobs that are contracted for one year two years rarely is it ever three four five i haven't heard of anything like that so it's a very quick turnaround of like okay what's next you know am i going to renew this contract am i going to do this again you know destiny has a one-year program Mm -hmm. so it's like crazy like you think when you go into you're like oh i'm just starting my job like I'm all Gucci. I'm I have all Gucci. Time, but it's like yeah. you actually need to start sending out applications right, right now, now. Exactly. In order to exactly. get a job so that you're not jobless. Yes. <laughs> yes. For any period after you finish this job, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Especially fresh right? out because fresh out, we're like, we went, we're in school. So we know we get middle school, we have three years. High school, we're in there for four years. College, we got four years. Then it's like. Now it's oh, like your next step is one year. Oh. Like, yeah. What's the, you know, what's the next steps? My position's two years. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. But like after this position, my goal is to go to medical school and it actually takes fucking two years to apply to medical school. So I actually, I started my job three, four months ago and I'm literally starting the medical school application process with my school, like going through their committee next week. So like it starts now, which (laughs) is crazy. So like while I'm doing my full-time job, I'm also going to be going through the Planning works of like MCAT, mm-hmm. going through the works of applying to the medical school committee for yeah. my school. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's just absolutely insane. But one step at a time, Definitely. we're also going to take you guys along the Definitely. way as much as we can. We have a vac- we have a vaccine hesitancy podcast coming out next week that I'm so excited about. Just talking to like young, the black youth about their opinion about you know, the vaccine and, like, you know, how the government is going about it. I think it's very important that people just know hear what, what people have to yeah. say. And we already know, like, you know, the Black population has a word about the vaccine and coronavirus in general. So I feel like it was good to highlight their um, opinions. This was lovely. It really was. Love you, sissy. This was absolutely lovely. It was nice talking to you. So lovely talking to you. And we'll be back (laughs) next Sunday with another. Oh. (laughs) With another podcast here. Yo. Yeah.